0: Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges, the business journey podcast by Eden Exchange. Today we spoke to Ian Peebles, who is the Director of the Small Print Franchise in Australia and New Zealand. Listen as Ian discusses how Small Print came about and their expansion into Australia and New Zealand, what makes Small Print unique, and who would best suit a Small Print Franchise. Listen on to discover more. Welcome, everyone. My name is Brianna from the Eden Exchange team. Today, our guest is Ian Peebles, who is the master franchisee for Smallprint in Australia and New Zealand. Welcome to the podcast, Ian.
1: Oh, thank you, Brianna. Great to be here.
0: Could you start off by telling us about your background and how you first became involved with Smallprint? What is your current role?
1: My involvement started back in 2007. My wife, Danielle, was the very first Melbourne franchisee for Smallprint. Smallprint had come to Australia in 2006 and a friend of Danny's, her family had seen the product in the UK and my wife was looking for a, a business at that stage and we uh, we took the punt and went for it. So she was a franchisee from about 2007 till 2015 and I purchased the Master Franchise Rights in 2011 and have been managing the network since then. And my role is really all about helping the franchisees achieve their business goals, uh, providing them with the tools, the expertise, and some of the stock. We provide stock to the franchisees as well. And hopefully for those that need assistance in various areas, I'm there for them.
0: So Ian, could you tell us what is Smallprint?
1: Smallprint is sterling silver keepsake jewellery that captures people's fingerprints, hand and footprints children's words, not just children's words, but, you know, adults' words or children's drawings in a range of charms, pendants, cufflinks, key rings. So it's all personalised. It's all handmade to order. Every piece is effectively a bespoke piece because it's that particular person's fingerprint or handprint. We supply it with a range of chains as well, or people can just buy the pendants on their own.
0: And how did Small Print come about? What initial business challenges did you have as the director?
1: Just in terms of the, of the background, Small Print started almost by accident in the UK in 2004. The founder of the business, Maya Pykett, had just started her family and she was looking at keepsakes with her children, a little bit different to what was available at that stage on the market, a three-dimensional silver clay had just come onto the jewellery market as a base product. And she started collecting her children's fingerprints into this silver clay and turning them into keepsakes. And after a period of time, you know, her family wanted some, her friends wanted some, and then all of a sudden she couldn't actually keep up with the demand that uh, was coming just from family and friends. And and almost by accident said, well, here's a business opportunity. And that's where it started in the UK. From there, a good friend of my's was relocating into Sydney with her husband and she was the very first area developer for small print outside of the UK. From there, she uh, looked to, I guess, plant the seed in people's minds that it's a business opportunity, you know, across the whole world, basically, but her area was for, for Australia and New Zealand. And I guess the, the challenge in early days was that the product was brand new. No one had seen it. No one had heard of fingerprint jewellery. It was certainly well received by people that could see it. And the early challenges effectively ahead of my time was how do you get that word out? A, so that there are franchisees covering you know, fair areas of Australia so customers can actually interact with it. When I took on the business in 2011, the network had grown to a fairly significant level. The support that was there for franchisees was basically out of the UK. The challenge with that, with the time zone differences, wasn't ideal for Australian and New Zealand franchisees. And I guess my main motivation for joining the network, I'd seen how my wife's business had flourished. I thought that uh, being local in the same time zone as franchisees would really help support them and and let them get the same sort of results as the more successful franchisees as well.
0: It's really quite impressive the amount of growth you have seen in such a small amount of time. So what do you think are some of the unique characteristics of the small print business?
1: So from a product perspective, there's no more personal product than having your child or your father or mother's fingerprint on a piece of silver jewellery. So that part of the product is is really very unique. Uh, everyone's fingerprint, as we know, is is different, and so you know, no two pieces are exactly the same. In terms of running the business, the business has significant flexibility. You know, most of our franchisees operate out of their home studios. Most of them are, are, are mothers, and they tend to work around their family responsibilities. But the, I guess, the opportunity to do more than that very much exists you know my wife at one stage operated out of a retail store in in Hampton in Victoria but others have operated within other aligned businesses baby boutiques or in one case it was a secondhand baby store one of my franchisees had a, a permanent site there most of them tend to work out of craft markets and things like that but there are plenty of baby expos baby shows and the business is as scalable as the franchisee wants to be so those that dream big can certainly put a business plan together and uh, achieve those goals. There's no one formula for the business, certainly the way we make the jewellery is all uh, standardised, but how a person goes about uh, getting the product to market within their territory is very much up to, to their drive and ambition and that's I think unlike a, a lot of businesses where there tends to be one, one way and you, you sit within the, you know, the guidelines that exist.
0: And could you describe the type of clients you work with?
1: So I break the, the client base up into what I call the happy family, and that's tends to be younger younger families with younger children. And that, you know, is certainly a key part of, of what we do. So, you know, parents wanting that special keepsake forever, and that's what I call the happy family one. The other side of the business is the memorial work we do. So working with hospitals or funeral homes, you know, when someone's lost a loved one and wants that lasting memory with a piece of jewellery. And so those types of clients tend to be third parties. Yes, we do directly with the families in those situations, but quite often it's it's through the you know the hospitals or the funeral homes, palliative care, things like that. So there's, there's really two distinct streams for the business. And certainly the memorial market has become a more significant part of the business, especially the last four to five years than what it was in the very beginning. But most of our, certainly our happy family clients are, are just Mums and dads, you know, like everyone else and love the product.
0: And what type of business partnerships are available with this type of business model?
1: Types of partnerships are very much up to the individual operator and and what they drive. Every territory tends to have a similar sort of opportunities is what I like to call them in in terms of schools or preschools, play centres, daycare centres, businesses that cater to our our target market especially in the the happy family business so baby boutiques you know even hairdressing salons where our target market shop and, and spend money because basically it's about visibility of our product as widely as you can get it within your territory certainly from the memorial side of the business you know working with the funeral homes and local you know hospitals uh, maternity hospitals, but also, uh, unfortunately, some of the, the ICU areas and things like that is is what franchisees do as well. But the list is actually quite extensive in terms of who we can work with to expose our brand and our product to the right type of people.
0: And do you find the market is inviting to a business like Smallprint?
1: It's becoming more so. Early days, there's a certain amount of I guess apprehension or or lack of knowledge of the brand. I think what we've certainly seen in the memorial space is that funeral homes have become much more aware of the meaning of our jewelry to the families. You know, I know when we buried my father, you know, you walk away from a funeral in grief but almost without anything tangible to take with you. And what we've found is the memorial jewelry we make for families in those situations is so treasured. Especially if lives are taken a little bit too early but certainly even for those who've lived a full life the jewellery is a really meaningful product that's become much more accepted by the funeral industry which tends to be a little bit conservative as a general rule but certainly you know working with these people and they see what the families get from our our product that's opened the doors a lot for people to engage with us I think there's opportunities to work with a whole host of other businesses that cater to the, the same markets whether it be Kids' bookstores, or as I mentioned earlier, you know hair salons, or waxing salons, or, or whatever else, you know they're looking for a, an edge to over their you know, competitors, and certainly offering their customer base something else is certainly beneficial. It does take work. It does take the right approach, and that's the other thing with some of our franchisees is, you know, those that are you know quite skilled in being able to present themselves and the brand to the right people. Yeah, I find it quite uh, quite easy and accepting, but it's it's not the skill everybody has.
0: And Ian, where do you and your franchisees operate? Do you operate out of home or in a marketplace?
1: So most of our franchisees certainly operate from a home base. Most of them then go out of the home base to attend things like craft markets, baby expos, you know, even bridal expos and things along those lines. It's not the only way that someone can operate. Certainly there's plenty of opportunity to operate in the retail space, whether it be pop-up shops or a permanent fixture store. The scope is there to scale the business based on the person's business goals.
0: Which brings me into my next question, actually. What opportunities are there to grow a business like Small Print? Is it scalable to a degree?
1: It's incredibly scalable. It really comes back to what the franchisee wants to achieve from their business. There's absolutely no restrictions on what a franchisee can do with their business other than that they have to operate within their exclusive territory. The way we divide the territories is roughly around a 400,000 population. And that's obviously comprises a mix of age groups and demographics within a, a geographic area. But certainly the more coverage the territory receives the more chance you are going to engage with consumers and, and and therefore get sales not enough of our franchisees historically have looked at how they can scale the business up certainly you know covering the territory and and trying to make sure that they get the brand as visible as they can to as much or as many people across their whole territory is key but certainly you know the opportunity exists to operate significantly different than just a home based business
0: and what personality types and skill sets are you looking for in a franchisee?
1: So first and foremost, you don't need jewellery experience. Our induction training program, you know, three days of it goes to how you make the jewellery. It's a step-by-step process approach where you operate within fixed sizes and shapes of our, of our jewellery range. And it's that easy, I can do it. So if someone has not had jewellery experience, it really doesn't matter. The skills that I think are most important for the business really around normal business skills, customer service. It's very easy to say, oh, I give good customer service, but it's not always as easy as what it sounds. And certainly the franchisees who who go over and above, you know, the referral rate is much higher. I guess the repeat customer situation is is strong as well. Certainly having a, a sales Background, marketing background is useful. Franchisees are responsible for their own local area marketing, whether that be social media or kinder newsletters, school newsletters, local papers, whatever the case may be. But certainly customer service with sales is pretty important. Organisation skills, unless someone has scaled the business and has people doing particular roles, basically a franchisee does everything you know they they make the jewelry they sell the jewelry you know they're responsible for all of their admin as well so being organized and structured in your approach I think is certainly valuable but certainly ambitious I think that's what I think our franchisees need to be they need to you know push the envelope they need to be ambitious around what their business can deliver for them because I think it is open-ended in what their business can do.
0: And Ian, where are you currently looking for new business locations? Is there somewhere in particular that is yet to be tapped?
1: So we have, I guess, vacant territories in all various parts of Australia. The total network comprises around 47 territories and we're currently running at 15 territories. So there's 30 odd still available in, in most capital cities Northern Territory as well as the ACT, but also what we've found over our 14 or 15 years in the business is yeah, you know, some franchisees, it's a certain stage in life where it really suits them and then at the end of their franchise agreement, they might find it's time to move on. So even areas that currently have franchisees, there's a, a relatively regular number that come up for sale in any given year as well. But certainly at the moment, we've got good opportunities in Brisbane, some opportunities In the western side of Sydney, regional, there's plenty of opportunities in every state. In Victoria, more around the north and the outer southeastern suburbs area. Adelaide, there's three opportunities there. And there's a couple in uh, one extra in Perth as well. But certainly regional areas is an opportunity as well. We don't have a great coverage out in the, the sticks, so to speak.
0: And what are your goals for small print over the next few years?
1: So certainly my goal is to build the network up so that we've got extensive coverage, certainly in the metro areas and ideally in some of the larger regional areas as well. The regional areas are are a bit of a challenge just from a a geographic perspective. Our fingerprint jewellery is a face-to-face experience with customers. So in metro areas where distance is not that significant, getting in front of customers is easy enough, but some of the regional areas where there's hours and hours of driving between, it's not quite as as easy. Yes, most of our products can be ordered online and exploring a non-face-to-face business with a lot of our range is possible and that's where regional areas tend to be a little more successful. But certainly I want to build the network up so that we've got many of those 45, 47 territories humming along and the franchisees are all achieving what their goals are. You know, it's one thing to just plonk people into a territory, but, you know, the resources need to be there to make sure that person is successful so they can grow their business value and when it's time for them to move on, potentially uh, sell their business at a, a capital gain.
0: And finally, what advice can you offer for someone looking to start a small business venture like Print? What due diligence should they be considering before inquiring about an opportunity?
1: I think the most important thing I ask when I'm I'm talking to potential franchisees is what is it you want to get out of the business? What does it need to deliver for you to be satisfied that the business is the right one for you? It should be a question that most people should be able to answer relatively easily, but unfortunately it's not the case. I think historically our franchisees have come from being customers, as I mentioned, and I think the difference needs to be that people look at this for the business opportunity that it is dream high and large and and then set a plan around achieving it the business can achieve whatever somebody is prepared to do with it. it really there's you know no one looks at our product and says oh don't like the look of that most people love our product and it's a matter of trying to get it in front of enough people and then you know providing the customer service that they then want to share that experience with others i once worked for a a guy who had a really good saying, and he said, begin with the end in mind. And I've always remembered that because I think it's it's pretty valid in business today. You know, what what is your end goal? And then work back from there as to how you build a plan that's going to achieve that goal. And certainly one of the things, you know, whether it's due diligence, looking, you know, in the mirror for franchisees, well, what is my end game? What income do I need to get out of the business? What profit do I need to generate from it? Can that business deliver that? If I have the right business plan in place and we've got too much variety in what franchisees achieve and you know part of that is because I think some of our franchisees are a little more hobby orientated and I think the business deserves more than that. I think the business has certainly got uh, scope to be significantly higher than that for people that operated in the right manner. They're not going to be able to achieve that unless they have a business mindset to it from our perspective as a company we're no longer newbies in the jewelry industry we've been around for a long time we're in a lot of countries the UK head office has has been supportive over all of that time I've been in the chair here for coming up for 11 years so we're stable you know we are the only global fingerprint jewelry brand in the world and the benefits of that from a franchisee perspective is there's a a network out there of, of people who've tried things, learnt from their mistakes, had successes, and that's something that uh, not a lot of people can offer in this space, certainly in Australia. You know, we're quite progressive as a company. Franchisees have the ability to contribute to uh, product ranges, development of new products. We're very much an open book in that respect. It's a great product to work with, and I think I offer a, a good service in terms of being able to support the network here. I think the key due diligence is back on the franchisee in, in looking at themselves at what it is they want to achieve and whether we're the right business for them.
0: Thanks, Ian. Smallprint sounds like a fantastic business to franchise with. Now, for anyone listening to this podcast who is keen to put their name down for more information, there is a button beneath this podcast to submit your inquiry and the team at Smallprint will get the ball rolling ASAP to get you started on your franchising journey. Now, thanks again for joining us on the podcast today. We wish you success in your developing business journey, and we hope to hear from you soon for an update. Thanks, Brianna. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we spoke to Ian Peebles, who is the director of the Small Print franchise in Australia and New Zealand. To find out more about Ian and the Small Print franchise or to discover other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to our networking website, www.businessbuyinvest.com. You can also subscribe to this series on iTunes or Stitches if you're using Android. Find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram for recent info on the buying, selling and investing world. Thanks for listening.